When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming up on episode 213 of Wheel Bearings, the 2021 Lexus IS300 all-wheel drive, the new Nissan Frontier, a refresh for the Ford Expedition, and an all-new Toyota Tundra for the first time in more than a decade. Plus half doors for the Jeep Gladiator, and we speculate about an electric GMC motorhome. All that and more coming up next. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. This is episode 213 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abuol Samad from Guidehouse Insights. And I am Nicole Wakelin from Let's Go with Kelly Blue Book today. And Roberto Baldwin is somewhere. Um, either he has slept in because it's still relatively early on the West Coast where he lives. Um, or um, maybe his uh, internet is down, which is also a possibility because it was acting a little flaky the other day both. when we recorded. So, or it could be both. Yeah, right. it could be both. Uh, so if he joins us, great. If not, we will continue on. Nicole, it's what have you been driving? It's just the Nicole and Sam show today. Yeah, what, are, what have you been <laughs> so driving? So I'm in a vehicle that I actually, yeah, I'm actually in a vehicle that I uh, did the launch for, I don't know, a month ago now. I have the 22 Nissan Frontier in the Pro 4X. So I've talked about this on the show already, um, but this is like a chance, well, like when we have it at the launch, we took it off road, which is great because you know you know they're taking you to things that are just challenging enough that you can handle without destroying the vehicle, but they give you a taste of things, let you maybe push it a little more than you would if you're own, on your own because you know they know what's in front of you, you know they've planned it, right? So this time it was more about on-road driving and you know, I'm taking it around town. I had to run down to the airport in the middle of, you know, Boston, like every day kind of driving. And I have to say that, so the Pro 4X is the off-road version, right? You've got like extra skid plates and it's it's got, you know, bigger wheels. It has all these things to make it great off-road that can tend to make a car miserable or a truck miserable to drive when you're on the pavement because they get kind of bouncy and kind of sloppy, especially if the bed is empty. And I was really impressed after a week of driving this, I sort of forgot that it was the off-road trim. Like, it just felt like driving a nice, well-mannered, small truck. It was really good. And the styling on this thing is killer. So there's a ton of small trucks out there. 
And again, this is a car. I got stopped in parking lots. Like I was at the grocery store and the guy's like, hey, is that the new Frontier? Want to take a look at it. He's checking it all out. I had a couple different people say like, is that your truck? What is that? So it's, they did a good job on the design. It's a striking design, but I really was impressed with, I know that this has capability. I mean, I did that when we did the launch. I know it can go off road. I know it can handle dirt and mud and loose gravel and rocks, but as a daily driver, this thing was fantastic. I was genuinely impressed, which I didn't really expect to be. I expected it to have that bouncy, uncomfortable ride, especially in a city where you're thinking, okay, I have exactly one half inch of space on either side of me in this tunnel. And if this truck bounces either way, I'm giving it sideswiping something, you know? Um, and it didn't do that. It was really good. And it is powerful enough. It has a um, 3.8 liter V6, 310 horsepower, 281 pound feet of torque. And it's not a huge truck. That is more than enough to make this feel really responsive. If you, you know, mash the gas to get up to highway speed, it's right there with you. Uh, it has plenty of power left over if you need to pass somebody who's a little bit slower on the highway. It feels very well mannered. So I think what impressed me about this particular loan was man, you can live with this just as a daily vehicle. If you are someone who just is off-roading on the weekend and wants that capability to have fun, you can still drive it to the office during the week. You can still haul the kids around in it during the week and not feel like you're sacrificing the comfort that you would want in something that wasn't an off-road truck. Uh, is the, do you have the, um, the crew cab version? Or the, I have I the... It's just crew cab and extended cab now, right? Yeah, I think I have the crew cab. Sorry, I had to think for a second. Brain cram. So it's 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 a roomy truck. You know, it's it's comfortable. It's got enough space. Um, the only thing, you know, my one complaint, here's my stupid Nicole complaint, because there always has to be one. When you unlock the doors, it has a locking tailgate, which is fantastic, oh. except when the tailgate unlocks, it is loud. So when you click the button to unlock the door, it almost startles you. That, ah, <laughs> like from the back of the truck, you hear that unlock. My daughter was so it's kind of resonating the through of that hollow metal. It resonates structure. through the whole truck and it's like kaboom. You're like, no, that's that's just the tailgate unlocking. Should <laughs> you need that to be unlocked as you're trying to get inside? <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it has this cool color. I'm can't find the paint color but it's this um because i'm desperately looking at nissan's website and i'll be darned if i can find the paint listing but it's um this really dark green it makes me think of like an army green like you'd have in an old army vehicle it's this dark green so then the red accents that they have like around the nissan badge and um you know the red that's uh, sort of trims around the pro 4x decal that goes on the bed mm -hmm. really pops against this so it's it makes it a really it's a unique truck it's a it's a nice color i like having a color that's a little something different than everything else that's on the road you mean that's something that's not a shade of gray it's not a shade of gray. Yeah, like the Polestar with its 18 shades of gray. Dark gray, light gray, medium gray, off gray. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen the Tundra in that green color, and, and it, is a good, it is a really good color. Um, I'm just trying to pull it up right now here. I know. I'm trying to find the color, and I'm, I, I, I literally cannot find the color listing. But it's this really beautiful, like, dark green. And I drove through some mud, and even the mud looked cool on it because it's, like, dried to this light brown. I'm like, look how cool the mud looks dried <laughs> all over the side of this truck. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh, maybe here. Let's try the SV trim. So, yeah. Um, so, so I'm impressed with it. I think Nissan did a good job. You know, the, this hasn't been redone 
in roughly 100 million years. So it's been a long time. I mean, the engine was new. I think it was for 2021. Yeah, they the replaced rest of the they, truck. They put the new engine in for the last model year of the old truck. Right. So we had one model year that already had that engine. So, you know, you had that experience, but the rest of the truck just felt, especially when you'd sat down inside, oh my gosh, did it look, it looked old. It looked oh, yeah. dated. Um, it just so desperately needed a refresh and they did a great job with this one. And let's see, starting price, it starts at 27, I think, 27.8. So you can get into one, not the Pro 4X, but you can get into one for about $27,000. So that's not crazy. And it was a crew cab. Did I say I had crew cab? Yeah. That's what I have. Yeah. So that's that's about, you know, okay. it's in the same ballpark as, you know, Tacoma so like or Ranger like- or the uh, um, the Colorado <laughs> and Canyon. Me. Yeah. So this the base price on the base price on the Pro Four X is thirty seven two. It's still not a crazy price when you consider how much truck you're getting because you're getting a really nice, well equipped truck with that off road capability. So you're getting the best of both worlds there. It's still coming in at under forty thousand dollars. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, not bad at all. And you know, I think it's it's a lot better looking truck than the the previous generation. Um, it, it's it's more mo- it's significantly more modern looking. Let's put it that way, um, mm-hmm. and you know it's got that squared off look um, that uh, Nissan's been moving to on their on their SUVs as well. Um, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the green color is called tactical green metallic. Is that well? See, and I was saying it looked like army green, so tactical yeah. green. I was on track. Yep. Uh, cool. Uh, so. Uh, what do they? What's the uh, the tow rating on this thing? Because you know one of the reasons people buy trucks is for towing. Do you know? Do you happen to know off the top of your head what that is? Oh my gosh, you're asking me, and I didn't write down the tow rating. I can find it. I remember okay. thinking that the tow rating was halfway decent, and that it actually did pretty good. I mean, if you really want a tow, you like if you're crazy with the towing, you're going to want something bigger, like go to a full size. What would be next up for Nissan? Nissan uh, Frontier. Oh my God, what is it? Uh, Titan? Not the front. A uh, Titan. Yeah. No. This is Titan. the front. I had to think. I'm yes. like, wait, what's their other truck? All I had in my head was Tundra because it's been all all Tundra all the time for the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, max payload looks like it's 14. I should be looking right at towing, and towing is is hiding from me in this giant list of uh, capacities. Here we go, towing maximum capacity. So on the Pro 4X that I had, maximum tow rating is. 6,270 pounds. That's, uh, I mean, that's not bad. So that's not bad. Um, you know, it's not bad. Think if you get you rid can, of all the Pro 4X stuff, you can get a couple hundred. Of, I think it's 6570 is your maximum if you go by yeah, the Yeah, going, going with so. the off-road packages usually gets you a lower tow rating than, uh, you know, than whatever the maximum is because the way the suspensions are set up with the longer wheel travel and everything, that usually cuts into your tow rating. Plus... You know, they're, they're also usually heavier because of all the skid plates right. and everything. So that's not that's not bad. Um, OK, it's not bad. Cool. I mean, you're not going to be like doing like, you know, you know, work at the ranch, but that's probably not why you're buying this, you know. But if you want to tow something smaller, 6,200 pounds of towing. That's, yeah, I mean, you can tow you can tow good. a good size boat, you know, a good size boat. Yeah. Weighs about 4,000 pounds, 4,000 to 4,500 pounds. So, so you can tow well that. within the range of being able to yeah. do that. Yeah. That's that's the sort of thing, you know, that's most most people that are towing uh, recreationally 
are going to be towing something up to about that size. You know, uh, 5,000 pounds is usually kind of the upper limit there. It's when you get into the big right. travel trailers and horse trailers and stuff. If you're going to tow something like that, then you got to move up to a full-size truck and get that 10, you get 11, 12,000 But I feel pounds. like, like the, the cool thing about trucks in this, you know, when you go with the smaller trucks is that you don't, you get just enough of the capability and the perks of having a truck without the price of the bigger ones and without the they can be cumbersome i mean if you try to drive a full-size truck into a city it is not fun it is not fun navigating city streets and it, like when i've had to drive into boston with like an f i had an f-250 i thought this is the worst drive of my entire life i felt like i was hanging over the sides of everything like big vehicles are tough in cities so if you live oh, out yeah. in the country and you want to have that and it's your daily driver have at it but if you go any place where you have congested parking lots or you know a minimum of parking these smaller trucks can do a fantastic job for less money and way more everyday livable than the full-size models for a lot of people yeah it's 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 going to be interesting to see how you know the even smaller trucks that are coming now like the the hyundai santa cruz and the ford maverick do you know whether they eat into you know some of the sales of the mid-sized trucks because over the last six or seven years the mid-sized trucks you know, have really grown in sales. Uh, you know, right. trucks like the Ranger, the Colorado Canyon, the Frontier, they've actually done really well um, as the, the full-size trucks have gotten more and more expensive. A lot of people have moved into the mid-size trucks. Now with the, the compacts coming, you know, is that going to add to that or is that going to eat into those mid-size sales? You know, how many how many of those people are going to move yeah, down? I, I really wonder. Ones? I think especially with the Santa Cruz because that's um, – it's such a quirky little thing. Like the Maverick feels like you took, you know, you went, it's like a small, medium, large with, you know, Maverick Ranger F-150. But the Santa Cruz feels like this quirky, fun, little odd duck of a truck. Like, it's like, we want to be a truck and give you some truck capability, but we're not really a truck, but we're kind of a truck. That one, I feel like that one would get a whole new, I feel like that's going to draw people from the SUV. Like, I, I want an SUV, but I want a truck, but I want an SUV, but I want a truck. Here's here's where they've mashed together. They're, like that's they're, the perfect they're trying mashing to, up. They're trying to get the people that the that liked the uh, the Subaru Baja a decade ago. Yes. Which sadly yeah. for Subaru was turned out to not be that many people. Um, Very small but, number of people. But you know maybe this time you know I I think this one this one these 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 trucks the the Santa Cruz and the Ma- Maverick I think are a little more useful as trucks than the Baja was. And so I think yeah. they might do better. Yeah, I think they'll do better. And I, I, I tend to think my gut tells me that it'll take, a, especially the Maverick will take a little bit away from like the Rangers and the Tacomas and the Frontiers of the world. But I I think it might take more away from SUVs, honestly, because it gives you, you know, it's, it's, it's not quite trucky enough to be a truck, but it kind of is like an SUV that lets you do just a bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my guess. I don't know. We'll have to see how the numbers work out, but I bet it's going to take more from SUVs. Okay. Um, all right. I have been driving this week the uh, 2021 Lexus IS300 all-wheel drive, um, which, uh, in case you missed it when they launched the new IS300, um, looks almost exactly the same as the old IS300. <laughs> you know, when I, I, I watched, I watched the... The reveal event when they did this, uh, it seems like it was late last year um, or last fall when they revealed it. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, when are they going to show us the new one? And then I realized, oh, they are showing us the new one. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's almost indistinguishable Oops. from the old one, which is not not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that the the, the previous generation was a bad looking car. Um, I think one thing that's really interesting is it's almost exactly the same size, and I think it's mostly the same platform as the old one, um, because it's like barely one inch longer overall, less than an inch longer overall, same width, same height. Um, so if you like the look of the old IS, then you'll be happy with the new one because it, um, it does make some uh, significant improvements in the interior. Um, when, you know, first thing I noticed when I got in was it still has the dreaded Lexus touchpad. Um, but, but, but it also has a touch screen. Yeah, so the screen okay, is within reach. Okay, then I'm all reach. right with it. So you can you can just pretend that the trackpad isn't there. You know, you can I take a piece totally of, ignore it. I'm gonna like you could put a piece of duct tape over it, it. And, yep. and never notice it again. Uh, you'll never you know never need to use it. Just touch the screen; it's just all good. Just I like your idea. Just put duct tape on your fancy luxury sedan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, maybe gaffer tape. Gaffer tape would be would okay. Be all right, I, I appreciate that you're bumping it up a level. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, use use something a little 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 bit classier. You know, a little maybe a little less noticeable. Um, but um, you know, I've been driving it around this week. I, I had to go Thursday. I had uh, some appointments um, across. Yeah, actually, fair ways away, uh, and so I spent you know a couple hours driving it. And one thing I noticed when I got out on the highway is how quiet this thing is. Yeah, it's very, very quiet just cruising on the highway. Very little wind noise, um, very little road noise coming through. Uh, you, you know, even when you get on the gas and you know give it full throttle, you know, you don't hear a whole lot from the engine. It's <clears throat> it's a very subdued. Uh, feeling in there, it, you know, it it feels very composed. You know, I I remember back in 1990, 91. It was 91 um, when the original LS first came out, and uh, I was working at the the General Motors Proving Grounds then as an engineer, uh, and there was one in the the, the GM had a, a large fleet of competitive vehicles that rotated around all the various departments at, at the proving grounds. And I got to try that, that original first generation LS, which was, that was one of the first two Lexuses ever. They launched in, in 89. And yep. you know, that car was so quiet, but it also was like, you were completely disconnected from the road. It was different from the, the kind of thing you got, you know, with Cadillacs of that era, which were also quiet, but also very floaty and, you know, kind of, you know, they, that's where the term land yacht came from. You know, it was, it was more controlled. This, you know, this is a much more controlled feeling. It does, it's kind of an in-between, you know, at least in the IS 300 form, you know, in between the, uh, uh, you know, a sports sedan and a, and a compact luxury sedan where it's got that quietness, but it also feels very stable. Uh, there's no bounciness to it, no floatiness to it. Um, it doesn't have tremendous steering feel, but uh, I think, you know, for the, the customer base that's going to go for something like, like this car, you know, it's, it's probably fine. Uh, the seats are very, very comfortable. Uh, at least, at least they were for me. You know, your your mileage will vary, as as we say. Um, this one is the all wheel drive, and what's interesting uh, is that the uh, when when you um, look at the specs, you know, they have there's two different IS three hundreds. There's the IS three hundred two wheel drive, uh, the rear wheel drive, which 
has a two liter turbocharged four cylinder engine. But if you go for the all wheel drive version, you actually get the Lexus's, you know, Toyota's 3.5 liter V6. Um, and, but it, it keeps the IS300 badge. And then there's also the um, IS350, which also has the V6, but it's a higher output version. So if you get the rear wheel drive IS300, you get 241 horsepower from the turbo four cylinder. If you get the IS300 all-wheel drive, you get 260 horsepower from the V6. If you get the IS350 with either rear or all-wheel drive, you get a 311 horsepower version of that engine. And then there's also now an IS500, which is a 5-liter V8, which if you want a sports sedan, that's probably the one you want. Um, that one's yeah. 472 horsepower. So the – you know, with. So- do you uh, think go, when you go from the 300 to the 300 all-wheel drive where you're getting 19 horsepower, do you think it's still – do you think you feel that 19 horsepower or probably not because no. of the all-wheel drive, adding extra weight? Uh, yeah, the, the, the extra weight of the – the combination of the extra weight of the all-wheel drive plus the V6, even though it has more power, actually has less torque than the four-cylinder. So the four-cylinder oh, yeah, is 258 yeah. foot-pounds of torque. You only get 236 with the IS, so it doesn't feel especially. It doesn't feel especially strong with the V6. It's adequate. Mm-hmm. It's more than adequate. You know, I mean, it's it'll do zero to yeah. sixty in just over six seconds. Um, so it's not like it's slow, but it doesn't feel. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's pushing you back into your seat. You know, it. Gotcha. It's it's like everything else about this car that just feels very calm and collected. You know, it just it just gets up and goes. Yeah. So there's nothing so it's exciting a nice, about it. Very well mannered, well behaved. Very very well mannered, very well behaved. So you know, if you're looking for something with, you know, Lexus levels of quality and reliability, that, you know, is looks. Kind of sporty, um, you know, and it's a very nice size. I really like the size of this of the of this car. You know, it's in that same class with, uh, you know, a Genesis G70 uh, or you know the um, uh, a three series or an Audi A4. You know, I think it's a good size. The the rear seat's got enough room for for adults. Um, the trunk size is is decent. So you know, it's it's a very practical car. Um, you know, rather than being humongous you know it's it's going to be relatively easy to park uh, so I, I think it's it's a it's a good option to consider you know if you're if you're looking for something that's got the slightly sportier look um but uh you know is not necessarily you know and it has more than adequate performance but you know it's not going to really necessarily excite you um this this is a a really good choice and with the all-wheel drive of course you know you're going to have Good traction in the in the winter time if you live somewhere where where we have winters still. That's um, it's definitely one to consider. It's got you know like most uh, newer Lexuses, it's got the Lexus Safety System 2.5, which is it basically gives you all the things you want: pre collision avoidance, automatic emergency braking, uh, radar, adaptive cruise control, lane tracing assist, um, lane departure alert. Uh, automatic high beams uh, and so on, um, blind spot monitors, um, and uh, this one was priced out at uh, where is the price? Uh, oh, I guess scroll over here, forty nine thousand nine hundred and fifteen dollars. Which so that had some options because the base yeah. is 
4150, right? Yeah. So this this had the uh, the Mark Levinson audio system, uh, oh, which, which is, is so twenty nice. $2,750. Sounds really good. Um, it's got uh, um, the rear spoiler, <laughs> which is kind of pointless on here, but it's it's a fairly <laughs> subtle spoiler. Cool. But you know it's four hundred bucks. Uh, you know I think I would probably take a pass on that one. Uh, you know it's body it's body colored, so it just kind of blends in. You know unless you look really yeah. closely, you probably wouldn't even notice it. Uh, it has the uh, intuitive parking assist with auto braking, uh, rear pedestrian detection, and a panoramic view mirror. I haven't really tried tried that yet. I've still got a few more days with this thing, uh, and of course the comfort package, which again, if you're in a climate where you where you feel all-wheel drive would be a benefit to you, you probably want to go with the comfort package as well because that gets you the heated and cooled seats, uh, leather heated leather steering wheel, and uh, and also uh, sunroof. Um, so you know, I think it's. I would it's pay a- any amount of money for the the heated stuff in a car. Like they could be like Nicole, the car is fifty grand, but we're going to charge you another twenty five for a heated steering wheel and seats. I'd be like, here, take my money. That is my <laughs> favorite thing to spend money on in a car because it's so cold here, and when it is. Yeah. 20 degrees out, it is worth every penny that you pay for those two options. Ever ever, ever since we um, we bought our Passat 21 years ago that had heated seats mm-hmm. in it, my wife will not tolerate any vehicle without yeah. heated seats. Just, I'm with your wife. I'm like, forget it. No, we're not buying it. No heated seats. Move along. Next car. Yep. So, <laughs> so our Civic does have heated seats. Excellent. Uh, um, so, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's a good entry into the Lexus ecosystem. You know, if you're if you like the Lexus design language, and granted, not everybody does. Not everybody's thrilled with the spindle grill. Um, you know, but if you like that look, uh, this is your entry point into that, and it's it's not a bad place to to start. Um, and you know, the the delivery charge, uh, unlike some vehicles we've talked about recently, is a relatively more modest thousand and twenty five dollars. So, it's. It's a, it's a, it's a good one to consider. I can't remember what I was writing about the other day. I saw something and the delivery fee was only 895 and I was just stunned. I was like, 895 What is wrong with them? I wish I could remember which vehicle I was writing up, but I literally wrote the story, looked back. I'm like, I must have made a typo. And I go back and I look, I'm like, no, that was only 895 Wow. Because <laughs> that- they are now. They're running like... Twelve, thirteen, fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars. It's crazy. Well, on the, on the, on the Wagoneers, $2,000 right. now. Oh, that's so much. That's the price of the heated seats, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's jump into a couple of stories. Um, let's start off with the 2022 okay. Toyota Tundra. Um, you, uh, right. you've, you've, you've had a chance to, you, you've seen it in person, right? I have seen it in person. I, I saw it in person. We got to, um, do everything but drive it. You could sit inside and take a look at them and open and close things. Although we did have some pre-production stuff going on there. So every now and then you sat inside, you're like, no, please tell me this little bit's pre-production. Because it's just that really, like they have this fake plasticky stuff. They usually like, that can't be the real stuff. But it looks really good. Um, and I, I, the general consensus was, okay, you did a pretty good job here, Toyota. I think everybody was pretty pleased with it. Um, it, it looks good. Um, the 
there were some neat features in it. You know, one of the things I like they had, and this is funny, they, they have um, an air dam on the front of it that automatically retracts at certain speeds. So if you, you know, or if you're, so the, and then I was looking at it because there's like, if you look inside the truck and you look down into the engine bay, you can see where there's the little motor that actually like works to flip it back and forth as needed. But I was looking at how big it was and I said, from personal experience, if that thing flips up because you're off road or you're, you know, you're, because it, it hits something and it's like, oh, I, because it said if you hit, like if you were off-roading and you hit, you know, brush against something, it will push back automatically rather than like snapping. What if you back up and it gets caught in the other way? He's like, we thought of that. It'll also flip back the other direction if you like are dragging stuff backwards as you're backing up back and forth. Because I have ripped off air dams doing that. So I was like, okay, that's good. Uh, but that was kind of a neat, um, that was kind of a neat feature. I thought it was cool. And you could like get down underneath it and actually see how it worked, which was kind of cool. Uh, you haven't seen it live and in person, have you, seen? I, I have not. Um, Toyota has <clears throat> not uh, deigned to invite me to any of their events recently for some reason. <clears throat> but oh, I, have seen the, I have seen the photos of it. Um, and, yeah. um, and, of course, you know, there have been a few leaked images uh, that have popped up uh, over the last few weeks. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this first. What just on, in general? On on the way it looks, or on something? Oh, on the way it looks. Well, I mean, it look it looks fine, which I know is like an insult. It's fine. It's all fine. Everything looks fine. It's fine. No, I think it looks good. I I know people are sort of polarized on the style. They think it 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 doesn't look unique enough, um, or it looks too unique. It sort of depends on everyone's point of view. I liked it in person. I I thought it looked good. I was pleased. Are most is people it, hating on it? Is it is it better than the way it looks in the photos? <laughs> I think you're hating on it, Sam. <laughs> no, I do well, think it looks good, and I actually uh, the um, what? Go ahead. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I think <laughs> my my biggest problem my my biggest issue with it is the front end. It's um, okay. It it seems like I'm it's a little over designed. So I can stare at it. Uh, it, it's well, the, you know, the front end is a little. Is that kind of a Toyota thing, though? True, but this like this seems to have taken it to to an extreme degree, especially like on on the TRD Pro. You know, the I mean, we we have talked quite a bit, you know, here about the the excesses of modern grills, and this one just yes, uh, it just takes it too far. Um, yeah, I think it's in profile, well, it's not. Do, it's actually not bad. I, I I don't mind the you know the sides okay. and and the you know the back you know the, the you know I think you know kind of the bolder wheel arches you know it's a little more interesting than before, um, but just the front end I think just a little too much. It is definitely like in your face. Like if this was driving behind you on the highway and someone was tailgating you in this, you'd kind of think I just have to get out of the way. Cause they're just going to run me down and not even realize they hit me. Um, no, it is bold. I, you know, what was neat in the, um, TRD pro, they have a light bar that's built into the grill. Like it's like a small, narrow rectangular light mm-hmm. bar right below the Toyota badge. The yeah. Right below the badge. That actually looks really cool. And then they have, um, that was kind of a neat touch on the front of that. I thought it looked good. And then on the side, the fender flares that are just sort of like black trim on other trims on the TRD, they actually have sort of a pattern that you can feel a little bit, but also see it kind of makes me think of camouflage, but it's not really camouflage. It's like a graining on the plastic? 
Like, a, yeah, but it's like a pattern. It's not just like, oh, it's a hashtag mark or it's a check mark or something. Or like, it's like, it, it actually, ma- it makes me think of camouflage. I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but it, it's, but it's something you don't really see really well until you look up close. Up close, you can even see in the way that it looks, it almost looks like the, because of the texture of it, it has slightly different shading to it. And it's, it's a very subtle thing, but it adds a nice little bit Is of... It- Oh, okay. I, yeah, I see it now. I, I see what you're saying. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. It's really hard to see when you're in live and in person looking at it. It looks really good. Um, so I, I liked, I thought when you just look at the grill, <laughs> I yeah. can see how you're thinking like, whoa, baby, that is a lot of grill. But you, when you, you kind of come around it. and you see the whole thing, you can't unsee it. When you come around and you see the whole thing, like collectively, it's, uh, and maybe that's collectively it's overdone, but it, it's a little bit more cohesive when you see all the elements in person. I think everything, it, it works, I guess is that's what I'm trying to say. When you see it in person, all the little design elements they did for that one work. And I do like they have this nifty little button on the side for the tailgate. It's like, it's kind of like makes me think of like, you know, when you when you open up a tailgate like on a, an SUV and there's that little rubber pad that has a little, you push that you open, you know, that's sort of hidden underneath the tailgate that you push to release it. It has a release like that that's on the side sort of by the, like, next to the rear, to the tail light on it that runs up and down. So you could, if your arms are full and you wanted to pop the tailgate, you can bump it with your elbow and it comes out. So it, it, it you don't have to, fit, like, mess around with balancing on one foot and waving or anything goofy. You just pop it with your elbow and it opens right up. Okay, that's Which good. Which I tried. I'm like, can you really do that? And it works. So it, uh, kind of a, I mean, those, like, those are the kinds of cool details feature. that customers really appreciate, I think. Right? I mean, it sounds like a silly thing. You're like, well, that's goofy. Why would you buy for a truck for that? Well, if you've ever tried to struggle to get into a truck or have stuff in your hands a lot and you're trying to balance or you have to put it down, pick it back up, if you could just pop that open with your elbow, that is super convenient, you know? So I thought that that was kind of a neat um, a neat little touch that they did. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I mean, it was, I, I think overall, I, I think people are going to be pretty happy with this. I think it looks good. Um, I think... You know, the the test is going to be how's it going to drive once we all get in and drive it because they did lots of things to make it feel better. They now have an available air suspension to make the ride better. Um, they have a multi-link rear suspension, and so and they without they got rid of the old leaf springs and went for coil springs. So they did a lot to make it theoretically drive better. But none of us have driven it yet, so we don't know. Like on paper, it all looks really good. On paper, this should be a darn fine truck to take out on the road. Uh, but until we actually, which is another couple of weeks away, I think when they have us drive it, I feel like it's the beginning of October. So we get a few more weeks. Now we just get the details on it, but no one actually really gets to drive it until until October. Hey, look who's here! It's Roberto. Roberto, good morning. did you wake up? He doesn't look awake. I don't think he can hear us yet either. <laughs> Poor Roberto. No, I don't think he can hear us. We should keep chatting until okay. he says something. So um, a- another uh, another interesting aspect of, of the Tundra, um, there's no more V8 engine. Um, just mm-hmm. you got two V6 options. Actually, I think it looks like it's the same V6. So you got a twin turbo um, 3.5 liter V6, which sounds sounds like vaguely familiar where have i seen that spec on a full-size pickup truck before i, I don't know um and one one you know the the base setup is just that v6 and then the optional setup uh is a hybrid version of that 
um, which adds yes. an electric motor in between the engine and the transmission, um, very much like what you'll mm -hmm. find in, in a Ford F-150 power boost. Um, yes. So... The, and you know the specs on both of these, you know, in terms of the uh, the amount of power and torque they have, you know, are remarkably close to what you get um, with the Ford. Uh, so you know they, they've mm -hmm. clearly you know taken a look at what Ford did. You know they've they've been thinking along the same lines uh, as Ford. Yeah. Um, you know, so you've got with the uh, uh, the base setup with the i four what they're calling the i force three point five liter twin turbo V six. 389 horsepower, 479 foot-pounds of torque. Um, the iForce Max is the hybrid, uh, 437 horsepower, 583 foot-pounds of torque, uh, and up to 12,000 pounds maximum towing capability. So they, I don't think they've given any kind of hint as to what the fuel economy is going to be, right? Have they? No, ideas? there's been no, there were no fuel yeah. economy numbers um, when we were there. There was no fuel economy and there was no, um, I don't think we had, do we have pricing? I don't think we had pricing. I feel like pricing was a big question mark as well. Yeah. Um, so, so they, you know, they do that whole, we'll tell you closer to the on sale date thing. So. Yeah. No, no standard cab, just uh, two four door uh, layouts, an extended cab and a, and a uh, full crew cab. Um, three bed lengths, five and a half, six and a half, and eight point one feet. So, and it's it's all you know fairly standard. You know what you would expect from uh, a modern full size pickup. You know it's it's ch hitting all the right check marks. You know, I think one of the big complaints. Oh, and they also worth well worth noting too the bed. They did go with a composite bed. That's a standard oh, thing. So it's a composite the the interior bed, bed yeah, liner I, I, is all composite. Bed. Yeah, it has that interior bed liner. So they did that. Um, they, you know, they said they were, you know, there's steel, there's aluminum, everybody fights about what's the best kind of bed to have, but they went with this sheet molded compound. It has, um, what do they say, reinforced aluminum cross members underneath to help give it some extra strength, but they feel that this is a better option to resist like dents and scratches and rust, um, better than going with an aluminum or with a, which could, you know, dent more easily or, a, you know, something that's um, steel that could rust and scratch more easily. So yeah, so a composite bed is another big aspect of what they changed. What about the the exterior? Is that is that all steel? Oh, now you've asked me a question I can't answer. <laughs> I remember the aluminum cross members. I remember that it was a composite bed. I can't tell you beyond that. Okay, um, and then <clears throat> what I was going to say was the um, you know one of the other big complaints about the um, the old Tundra was the interior. <clears throat> it was you know kind of old looking. It's, you know, it's been around since two thousand eight. Uh, but even when it was new, you know, it, it didn't feel as nice as some of the, the domestic pickups. You know, it had kind of, for a, for a Toyota, it had kind of a cheap feel to it. Um, this one, yeah. you know, looks a lot more contemporary, um, you know, a lot more modern. You've got um, big, big, big touchscreens. Um, and uh, yes. you, you mentioned sitting in it before, you know, it was a pre-production model, but did it... Did it feel right. more premium than before? Yeah, you know what? Because because there's because we had a mix of of trucks between you know this part these parts are production these parts are not so you kind of had to sort of judge you know okay this is not what this is going to look or feel like but when you when you saw parts and you saw components where you knew like okay yeah this this looks finished or pretty darn close to it um, they did look good and I think the 
the styling of it where you could see like this might not be the leather they're going to use this might not be the plastic they're going to use but you could see how the styling was going to look in some cases and it was styled in the way that you felt like this is going to this is going to be good when they're done and the parts that we could see for that were finished the trims and things look really good and they were very keenly aware in all the conversations when we were talking to the specialist when they were you know giving us their uh, briefing before we got a chance to you know crawl around all the trucks they were very clear, like we upgraded the interior. We wanted this experience to be better for our customers. We needed to upgrade the interior. So I do think that the finished product that we're going to see is going to show that off. It wasn't as if they say, oh, well, you know, we continue to make the same quality interior we made before. Well, guys, you weren't really up there before. They realized that it needed to to come up a notch. And I think that they worked really hard to do that. So I feel, I feel good about that. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, like I said, just fully all production, everything, um, to get a good feel for it. But I think it's going to be good. And the new infotainment screen that there's a standard eight inch screen, but there's an available 14 inch screen. It has, it's fantastic. The resolution is really, really good. It's very, very sharp. Um, there's standard wireless Apple CarPlay and Android auto. Uh, so you can eliminate some cable, some cord clutter inside the cabin when you're driving around and this, and I didn't get to try this, but they say there's dual cabin microphones. So I don't know if you've ever been in a vehicle and the bigger the vehicle, the bigger the problem it is. If you say something to the infotainment as a driver, it hears you, but your passenger says it and it knows somebody said something to it, but it's not it doesn't mm-hmm. pick it up. You can, it's theoretically the dual microphones will make it so it's just as easy for the front passenger to voice activate stuff as it is for the driver, which is kind of nice because sometimes your passenger is the one who's figuring stuff out, not you. And um, because they've only got you know the two engines in there, and you know even the base engine is you know would be considered a more of a higher end engine. I'm wondering, <laughs> have they did, did they talk about any plans for lower end versions of this truck? Uh, at some point after launch, you know, like a more entry-level yeah. version of work truck? I know the answer to this question. I, I'm just going to give you the Toyota line. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but we cannot comment on future product. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was nothing about there was nothing about what, what might happen, what could happen, what's happening a week after they reveal the first batch of stuff. Uh, so far, you will get these two powertrains, and you will like them, or you will not like them there's there's nothing else so yeah they didn't say anything about what might happen down the line okay cool robbie are you uh you got your sound working yet so have you had a chance to take a look at the the new tundra yet i have not i have not had a chance to take a look at the new tundra um i know that uh toyota will hold on to a uh, a vehicle and a powertrain for as long as humanly possible um, they will, they will, they will definitely beat a dead horse and then prop that <laughs> horse up and then, uh, throw, um, a new coat of paint on the horse and then sell it to customers who will continue to buy said horse. Well, they finally let this horse die and the new horse is considerably improved over the old horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, the, 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 t- yeah, the tenders felt pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needed it. It needed it. Well, you know, sometimes it's funny. They, they, you know, they, they're doing refreshes. They're doing all new, you know, versions of vehicles. And sometimes you get it like, well, you were talking about the styling on the Lexus earlier, Sam. You know, it doesn't look significantly different. Like they changed it a little bit, but it still kind of looks the same. Other times they take a vehicle and they're like, we need to do something. And that's the Tundra. Like we have, we have redone everything. Everything needs, there's, there's nothing on that that needed to stay the way it was. And that's a good thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they, they they definitely they need to do something with that thing. It's it is uh, 
painfully uh, long in the tooth as the. Uh, oh, what? But it I guess looks what, good now. Or do you what, not like. Uh, I was just going to say one uh, other detail we didn't mention is it's got coil spring rear suspension now, like the Ram, like the Ram 1500. I did mention that. Did you? I think I did. I think I said that somewhere. I think I did. Okay. Yeah. They changed the suspension because now they can have the, the fancy. Um, you air mentioned suspension. the air springs. They have yeah. You mentioned exactly. they've got the air spring option. I couldn't remember if you oh, mentioned the, co- the yeah, coils. Yeah, they got rid of the old leaf springs and did, and they went for coil springs instead. Yeah. Yeah, so that should give it a lot better just ride on the quality. Rear. Yeah. Yeah, and well, the air suspension had... is just for the rear. It's not for the whole thing. So. Oh, okay. No, no front, uh, no front air springs. No, no front, just for the rear. They kind of said that it was, from what I understand, like okay, it'll make things better, but it's also supposed to work a lot for um, load leveling if you're carrying right. a trailer or towing a trailer. So it's to help with that. So I think they intended it more to be. Uh, making trailer towing a trailer easier, not as much making your ride overall better. Although we'll do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was that's why they just went with the rear for the for the air suspension. Okay. Sort of. All right. Up, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the only other um, full size pickup right now with coil springs on the back, I think, is is the Ram. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for the. And then the the F one fifty Lightning, the electric version is going to have coil springs, but the all the other F series and the the GM trucks are still um, leaf springs on the back. So, uh, it, you know, I think that you know it's a it's a good step forward to uh, you know that'll make these more definitely a lot easier to live with. Agreed. Uh, the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, on on the refresh front with uh, with new <clears throat> truck type vehicles, um, this week Ford is also launching a, a refresh of the uh, uh, Expedition, their full size SUV. Uh, they already revealed a refreshed Navigator about a month or so ago, and basically a lot of the same changes, same types of changes are going on this vehicle in terms of some of the technology changes. So for example, um, it's going to have as an option, the same 15 and a half inch, uh, tablet style display that's in the Mustang Mach-E and in the, uh, the F-150 Lightning with the, with the volume knob that's glued onto the screen. Uh, and then the the base setup is a 12 inch uh, touchscreen display, uh, all with Sync 4. Um, the the only real visual changes to the Expedition this year, the front end, uh, new grill and new new lights um, that kind of draw somewhat on the the look of the 
the latest F-150s. Uh, so they've got the what they refer to as the C-clamp signature lighting or, you know, that goes around. So you've got the, um, the headlights themselves are within the, the horizontal bar um, you know, that stretches out from the grill uh, into that, cluster, that corner cluster. And then the signature lights wrap around that uh, looking like a C-clamp. And they, they use that terminology when they talk about the F-150. That's kind of their theme, you know, because it's this working, you know, truck that you work with, you know. So you got to clamp things down. Um, so they brought that to the expedition. They've got <clears throat> two new trim levels this year. One is um, the... Uh, the Timberline, uh, which is the off-road version. They already launched a Timberline version of the Explorer earlier this year. And I think we'll see Timberline versions of probably the Escape and and the uh, uh, the Edge before long as well. Uh, so this has got uh, you know beefier suspension. It's got um, two-wheel or two-range uh, transfer case for the four automatic four-wheel drive uh, with a crawl ratio. Um, the standard engine across the board on the Expedition is the high output 3.5 liter EcoBoost, 440 horsepower, 510 foot-pounds of torque, which sounds vaguely familiar. I think we just uh, talked about something that was very similar to that. Um, and uh, uh, and then there's also the uh, Stealth Performance Edition, um, which, you know, it's hard to think of a full-size SUV like this as being remotely stealthy. stealthy. Uh, but it's, it's going to you know, sneak got, right up on you. You'll never got, notice. <laughs> it's, got, it's got black wheels and mirrors and things like that. So it's a little more subdued looking, you know, uh, but still, you know, huge um, and, and comfortable. Um, it looks like oh, a on, cop car. It yeah. looks like a cop car. <laughs> yeah, if cops drove expeditions, that's kind of like what it, what it would probably look like. Yeah. Um, so I think it's neat that, that it says, I think it's, is it just on the Timberline edition? It's going to have that trail turn assist that was a feature yeah. on the Bronco. Yes. Which, which seems, yeah, go on. Which which is like really cool on the Bronco because it makes sense because you were doing some hardcore off-roading in that sucker and you might need to do that. Are you doing that in an expedition? Are you going to need that? Or maybe it's just to get into a parking space. Yeah, I, actually, that's, pro- that's probably in. where it would be most, most useful in a vehicle like this. Right? Uh, you know, I mean, like you're not going to use it as much. A 20-plus like, foot long, S, you know, three-row SUV. Are you really going to go off-roading? In I mean, you know, you do as mm-hmm. well, part of the Timberline package is you get the the same front skid plate that's on the new Raptor, you know. So plus, you mm-hmm. know, additional skid plates underneath to protect all the hardware. Um, but really, you know, are you going to take something this huge Can off-roading? You imagine, yeah, right. It's, and it even has a higher gl- ground clearance. I don't know yeah. how much higher, but it says it has a higher gr- so it's, it's higher ten, ground 10. clearance. Ten point six inches assist, ground clearance. Extra skid plates, so you can follow your Bronco to your cabin? Who's going to... I just can't imagine taking a vehicle this big someplace where you really need that. But somebody will, I guess. It would not be me. I, I would choose a different vehicle. There there are probably tons of dirt roads up to, like, cabins and hunting cabins where there's, like, one turn where someone with an expedition had to do, like, a 50-point turn because <laughs> the thing is gigantic. And, they're, and, and they went back to work, and they're like, you know that trail... You know that uh, trail turn assist... Would be gotta, really cool. That'd be great on the expedition. We're like, yeah, but it's like so big, and it's the wheelbase and the turning. Like, it's just gonna drag that tire. No, no, no. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Add it. I feel like okay. it's just gonna drag the tire, and it's not gonna. It's just gonna, like pull half the truck around. Yeah. Half the, yeah. <laughs> drag it along. 
Yeah, I want to know who uses that. If, if you buy an expedition and you're listening, I want to know if you actually use the trail turn assist <laughs> for anything other than wedging yourself into a parking space. That's <laughs> just an I, idea. I do. <laughs> Ikea, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I do like the dark green color that they have on the timber lines. That that is that is a good color though. Uh, so I, I think that'll 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 be a nice addition to the the palette. Is that yeah? The color is that is that an orange little accent trim or a red little accent trim? I think it's red. Green. It looks cool. Yeah. It looks either way. It looks really good, and it looks like there's matching red toe hooks in the picture I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. One a, one a of the dark other green things never goes out of style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one of the other things they did upgrade uh, for this year for the the 22 is it's got a new version of their Pro Trailer backup system, um, which you know they mm-hmm. launched I don't know three or four years ago, um, and when they first launched it um, on the the F150 and then on the on the the Expedition, uh, at that point you actually had to put like a little barcode sticker on your trailer that the rear camera would use to track the angle of the trailer so as you're backing up so when the for those not familiar with pro trailer backup assist when you engage that um, it pulls up the the rear camera on the screen and instead of using the steering wheel to back up and if, if you've ever tried to back up with a trailer hooked up it's kind of a complicated process because you actually have to turn in the opposite direction of where you want the trailer to go so if you, so if you want your trailer to go left you have to turn the steering wheel to the right um and so what they, the, the pro trailer backup assist gives you an extra knob on the steering wheel that you actually use to steer with and you steer it, you turn it in the direction where you want to go. Uh, not, or not where, um, you know, not necessarily where the physics would tell you, you should steer it. And then it actually handles the steering of the, the wheel, the steering wheel. Um, and you used to have to use the sticker on the trailer itself that the camera would track the position of. Now you no longer have to do that. They've, they've upgraded the software in there, so it can do that just track, just looking at the, the trailer itself. Uh, we'll see how well that works when, when we get a chance, but um, that's, I think that's a, a nice extra detail, too. I mean, it's cool. Uh, like anytime you can make trailering easier for people, but teaching people how to do it the wrong way seems bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because they're going to get into an, a, 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 another vehicle, and they're going to turn it the wrong way. Um, I, I I feel like you could you could say I you could say hey where do you want your trailer to go, and then the car could like say okay now turn it this much, <laughs> and we'll we'll give you a little hand and we'll we'll show you how to do this I think that's but you know maybe I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm want, I'm terrible at backing stuff. I've only had to back up a vehicle with a trailer a couple of times and it was like at events because I don't generally have a need to tow a trailer. I'm like, oh God, I'm so nervous. Which way am I turning the wheel? Ah, I forgot how to drive. How does this work? Like I panic every time. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, my first job was working on a school farm and I had to um, back a giant horse trailer into like these really s- small spots to pick up horses and animals and whatnot. And I got really good. And um, when I first started doing this job, or you know, and, and I got trailers, I was like, "Oh, I probably lost that," but no, I still have it, and it's my one superpower. And my other superpower is able <laughs> to back best. a truck, back a vehicle up to the tow hitch to the, to the to the uh, without like on the first try. But no one's ever around when it happens. 
So of you course. can't prove it. I so it's your superpower, my, but none of us have any proof power. of this. Yeah, but no one has proof. So I am. So I you am could be making this whole thing up. You could be just as yeah. bad at backing up a trailer yeah. as I am. So at some point when you and I are both at the event, it's easy for me to prove that I stink at it. But let's see you actually back one up. Yeah, see, and then uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know what? It'll be the pressure. I think it's mostly because no one's around, and I'm like, ah, oh, I can do this. As soon as someone watching, you'll do what I do. Which way do I turn? Taking out mailboxes, hitting other cars. Horses are running free. <laughs> I'm not sure why they would give us live horses at this event, but why not? <laughs> like, you said you're good. We we heard the podcast. We're we heard you can horses. do anything. So there's live horses in here. No pressure, Robbie. Yeah, no pressure be, at all. They're gonna be jumping up and down and moving the trailer while you're trying to uh, you're trying to back it up. I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. Um, let's see what else. Oh. Uh, any, any any other thoughts on the uh, the expedition refresh? This, this should be coming out uh, early in the new year, is when it'll be available. No, I think it looks good. I think it'll I think it'll be good. We'll see. Yeah, they'll sell a bunch of them. I I yeah. really <laughs> hope the drive program takes us someplace where I can have a reason to use trail turn assist. Please do that, Ford. Show yeah. me why you put that. I want you to take me off roading so I can do that. I, I suspect they will I do that. Yeah, I haven't been on a Ford drive in, well, I, I was going to say a year and a half, but then there's a lot of drives I haven't been on in a year and a half. But they always <laughs> seem to like, like this is, a, this is a thing that Carl will do, and they'll have like something to show you how they do it. So I think they would. They would. I hope so. I would think so. Fingers crossed. Well, they, if you're they, they listening def- to us, Ford, we want to find come a, on. A, a tiny I, little I, place to turn around, please. Yeah. Uh, they, they definitely emphasized that a lot when we did the Bronco drive. So I, I suspect that they Yeah, will. they did. And especially for for this one here, um, I, I think I think we'll see them do it again. Um, and to be okay. fair, it is a really cool feature on the Bronco. So it, it is, it, it oh, absolutely yeah, is, cool and sense. and and the kind of, the kind of places where you know the Bronco is designed to go. <laughs> Roberto's dog objects to this, or maybe he's chiming in. He too thinks the trail turn assist is really really cool. <laughs> uh, okay. I have no idea why he started barking. He's off in the other room now. So Dogs will do that. that. No worries. All right. So um, also this week, um, Jeep announced the availability of uh, the dual door group for the Gladiator. They had already launched this earlier in the summer for the Wrangler. And since the Wrangler and the Gladiator use the same doors, it makes sense to offer the same option for the Gladiator as well. So dual door group um, it gets you uh, half doors um, for the Gladiator, which have no frames around the windows. Um, so, you know, if you want, you know, that sort of open air feel, but without, you know, while still having at least some modicum of, of protection from doors, you know, if you're, if you're not quite comfortable with driving around completely doorless, um, you, have, you now have the option of the dual door group. One detail with this is on the Gladiator, the dual door group cost $4,395 for half doors. Uh, but uh, with that, you actually do get two full sets of doors. So you, get, you actually get eight doors with this. You get the standard framed doors, and you also get the half doors. But still, that seems like a lot of money for half doors, don't you think? Wait, so you get you get you get wait eight, no, wait wait wait. So you you you're buying four doors though, right? You're actually buying eight doors. You're so you're buying, buying eight, eight doors. What? Wait, what? So what happens to the doors you have? 
So now you have eight doors you have to store. Well, well, you actually you actually get you you get eight doors. So you get the the four regular doors plus you get the four half doors. So really, really, you is are. Is this an option that you can only get when you buy the car? Like it happens when you buy it, so you're getting your normal doors and the extra doors. Uh, it's it's not. I, I don't know. Pricing. Yeah, I, uh, it factory full and half. To, it sounds like it sounds like this yeah. is something you get when you buy the with the, the vehicle. Yeah. yeah, then okay, it makes so sense. You, then you get eight doors. Okay, but, so you but, would but get your still, normal doors. You're still paying a thousand bucks per door. Is this you're paying a thousand for, for these extra for, for these extra doors? For the extra doors. Okay. Yeah. Which, I, which are only half size. Wow, that's expensive. On, which are only which half are only so you're, size. You're getting halfsy doors. <laughs> halfsy doors with, with with little plastic windows, though. You know, little zipper plastic Ooh, window yeah. situations. Yeah, you, you do get those. Um, and 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 on one hand, I'm like, this is insane. On the other, I looked up the price for the little charging cable for my for the Kona that we bought, the Kona electric. It's like twelve hundred dollars. Is it it's really not, to for an extra not, charging cable? It's not, and it doesn't. No, just the regular charging cable that came with the Kona. I was like, oh, these are probably a couple hundred bucks. And so I was looking it up to see how much power it could, you know, it could accept. And it doesn't matter anyway. I just plugged it into it to 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 uh, to one twenty. Um, but it's like twelve hundred dollars. I'm like, I could buy a whole charging station, like a level two station, for that yes. much money. So yes, so automakers have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you ever looked up the price for a charging cord for a Tesla? It's about oh three God, grand. How much oh. is it? It's three thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Well, so Hyundai, you're getting the deal from Hyundai. Also, wow. But you also you also pay ten thousand dollars for a thing that's not even out yet. So well, there is that. I mean, so. <laughs> for some vaporware. For some. Yeah. For some. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's gonna go up. I got, that's not how technology works. But sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> so forty. So okay. So wow, that's a well. You know, you put it up over the. Okay, so I think people are buying a Glider. Let's say they get a five-year loan. <laughs> that's only a few bucks a month. It's a few bucks a month for your half a door. For, for a half a door. door. It's also the. It's also oh. more expensive than my first car, and almost yeah. as expensive as my second car. But your that was first not- car was less than forty-five hundred and ninety dollars. What did you buy? A Yugo. I bought a, uh, no, it was my Roadster. I bought it for $1,500 in 1989, I think. Okay. 90, maybe? My my first car was $10,000. Wow. On the money. Exactly 10 grand. Wow. What'd you get? I got a 91 or 92 Jetta. Volkswagen Jetta Ooh. GL. Mm-hmm. It was red. It was fancy. I loved it. I had Farfig Nugan, baby. Farfig Nugan. I think I paid Nugan back. I think I paid forty eight hundred for my first car that I bought myself. You know, that wasn't driving my dad's car, uh, and that was uh, an eighty four GMC S fifteen. Okay. Wow. So my second car was five thousand. That was my ninety Honda Civic. Oh, you got you got pricier then, all the way up to five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I had to get a loan, to get a loan Big and everything. Spender. Roberto. First car though, I had to save up all my nickels and dimes and pay for it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, last item here. Um, I, recently, I saw somebody had posted something about the. Um, uh, they had posted a picture of a GMC motorhome, and I don't know if you remember the GMC motorhome from the nineteen seventies. They were built for about. I don't know, like six or seven years. Um, and it was a really cool looking RV. Um, yeah, at the time it was very, very modern looking for the, for its era. And it, um, 
Oh, I, I know what it was. Uh, so they uh, somebody had posted a little thing about uh, GM actually still has one that they use um, at the design studio uh, when they're doing um, viewings out in the courtyard. So at, at the GM Tech Center, they've got the big design dome, and sometimes they want to show off the cars outside in the courtyard under natural light instead of in inside the dome. And of course, you know, in the winter time or uh, you know when it, when it's cold. You know, the executives don't necessarily want to be standing around outside. So they have one of these motorhomes that they have side that uh, the, the windows actually flip up horizontally so they can sit inside. But, you know, look at these things, you know, under natural light. Look at the the, the, the designs. Uh, like they're in a clay watching, Yeah, watching a yeah. nuclear blast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, seeing, seeing the, the GMC motorhome again got me thinking that, um, you know, I know like over the last year and a half, a lot of people have bought motorhomes or rented motorhomes to take vacation trips, you know, because they didn't want to fly and, you know, things like that. So a lot of people have gotten into RVs again. And so I was thinking, you know, that was such a, a futuristic design back in the 1970s. It wouldn't take much to, you know, update that a little bit, you know, put some modern headlights on it, things like that. You know, back back in the day, it was actually front-wheel drive. They had the powertrain from an old Toronado in the front of the GMC motorhome. But it that would be a perfect application to take the, um, the new Altium electric powertrain system, battery and everything, and start building those again, but make it electric. What do you think? You know what? I'm looking at them, and you're so right. Like, it would take very little tweaking to that funky 70s design to make that look like a futuristic 2021. Yeah, it would fit right in in the 2020s. Motorhome. It really would. It's and make, cool. make it electric? I, I don't see why they wouldn't do it. It seems like a, a no-brainer, especially, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at an article I wrote last year about uh, van life and how uh, there's just, there was a huge increase in retail sales. And then, of course, and then um, also in, um, in like Winnebago and all and and Cruise America had a huge increase. So there's there's definitely people out there who are buying these, and I don't think it's that's going to stop. I think there are people who bought them, and then their neighbors see that they bought them, and they're like, you know what, flying is still a pain in the ass, which it is. I fly all the time. It's a pain in the ass, um, and it's it's you know I, I I do love a good road trip, and I think people are kind of getting used to a road trip. So yeah, an electric. And then you just go to the to the to the RV park and you plug into that 240 and bam, you're done. You're well, done. There's okay. So I googled because I had to see what this looked like, and somebody has done one that is a lifted one with these huge knobby tires, and it looks like a steel bumper on the front, and like extra. You could make an off-road version. You could go off-roading in your motor. And put trail turn assist on it. Would, but I would. <laughs> Yeah. If I had, turn yeah, with trail turn assist, <laughs> that is the ideal application for trail turn assist because you will need it in that thing. <laughs> yeah, and you got you got this torque so factory. Cool that's an EV, and so yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I want one of those. Build that GMC. We will all buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're already building a nine thousand ton, uh, well, pound. Uh, right. This Hummer. will only this will only be, weigh maybe one more pound than the Hummer, so yeah. it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, you can put a, you can put a fridge. And an, an oven, and you can make all it all EV and make it like super clean and very eco-friendly, mm-hmm. and it'll be quiet as you're driving around the mountains. And no, it'll be it'll be all the things that Rivian wants to be, and the 4xe want to be, and all these other vehicles. And, and you can just package it and say, ta-da! Also, there's the everyone's losing their mind over the uh, 
the uh, what do you call it? The ID buzz, the micro bus that's coming. Yeah. Like that's and one it, of the reasons why we didn't. Yes. It's 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 sort of low on the list, but also like we didn't buy our Kona, we leased it because hey, the micro bus is coming. Bus is coming. You're holding on for the micro bus, huh? The micro yeah, I mean, bus it, is coming. Everyone uh, watch out. Yeah. On the on the Google Images search page, you know, if you scroll down, there, there's actually a picture of just the, the 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 motorhome chassis, and you can see. I mean, it's it's a perfect skateboard. You know, take out that big old Oldsmobile V8 in the front there, just put in a little electric motor in there, and about 300 kilowatt hours worth of batteries. You know, that'll oh, yeah. be. You know, you could drive all day on that. Plug it in at night at your at your RV park. It'd be perfect. That would totally work. Oh my God, it is. It would totally work. That could hold some batteries. Look at that with, thing. Yeah. Especially with today's space age lightweight materials, they could save some. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, now I not, want this to happen. It's not going to happen, but really, they should We should, should start make a petition. Happen. Can we do one of those petitions? Don't those uh, change the world? <laughs> a cheap.org <laughs> petition for, to get GMC to build this. <laughs> yes, definitely. We'll do it. <laughs> all right. Hey, Bo. Dog says so, too. See, much like he likes the trail turn assist. He's all about this. All right. Okay. Um, well, that's uh, the, the only um, question we got in, uh, in, on Twitter today. Actually, it was uh, more of a – actually, well, actually, there was two, uh, actually. I can't remember where the other one went. Um, one uh, came from Harold Combs uh, about our comment, our, our discussion last time about uh, t- towing in Europe. And, um, and apparently in the UK, if you're towing, you can't go more than 60 miles an hour. Um, still work, working, looking at, uh, uh, trying to get some more information on, uh, towing in Europe and why some vehicles in Europe are allowed to tow. Uh, and then the other thing that, uh, came in, uh, and I can't remember who it was now, um, but somebody, uh, Yesterday, as we're recording, we're recording on Sunday. Uh, yesterday, um, Cadillac started taking pre-orders for the Lyric, and one of the um, one of the uh, uh, one of our listeners uh, was uh, Critical Grace Theory uh, at, said uh, they tried to log in to place an order for a launch edition Lyric, uh, and they, the orders opened up at 4 p.m. Eastern time yesterday, uh, and. By 4.13 p.m., he was having trouble even getting accessing the website. I guess it was overwhelmed. By 4.13, wow. when we finally got in, it said that reservations for the launch edition were already full. Um, and he feels a bit, wow. a bit cheated. How many did um, they build of the well, launch that's, edition, that's, did they say? That's, that's what he was asking. Uh, Cadillac has not said. Um, I have reached out. I, I heard from somebody that uh, it was about 1,500 of the launch editions. But uh, Cadillac has not announced how many there were. I wouldn't be surprised if it was probably no more than about 1,500. But um, we will try and find that out for next week. Um, and I feel that's... like they should have, like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. But it feels like they should have built more. Because I think everyone who went and saw that um, ahead of launch and, and, and looked at it, we were all like, this is a good value, and it, it seems like it'll probably be a good car. You know, we haven't driven it, obviously. <laughs> right. But I think based on that, people who are like Cadillac fans and were EV fans and are like, yeah, All I think in. they want yeah, I mean, the nice. Six, Sixty thousand for the launch edition is is pretty impressive, that's, and that, yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much loaded. The only thing it doesn't have is the all-wheel drive, which is coming later, the two-motor all-wheel drive. Wait, so you can't order one at, at all right now, then? You have to wait until orders open up for the next batch? L- reading what they have on the red site, reservations are full. 
The Lyric debut edition is full. More vehicles will be available to order in summer of 2022. Yeah, that's a. That's what it literally says on their website. It's like a sneaker drop. They just. (laughs) Boom, get it now. Ha ha. The rest of you guys can wait for a year. We're going to have to buy the other ones on Instagram or, or eBay. eBay. Like, I got a Cadillac Lyric. Bring, bring a trailer. They're going to open the box. Yeah, bring, bring a trailer. It, it costs 60000 <laughs> but I'll give it to you for a cool 120 Yeah. Oh, uh, bring a trailer. So expensive. Yeah. Um, so. Before we go, Robbie, did you have anything that you were driving this week that you want to talk about? I didn't drive anything this week. I've been... Um, just incredibly chaotically busy with other things, and I don't, I have, I, I just didn't have time to get a car in. That's, that's, that's slacker. The I know, slacker, I, ha- I have to, Robbie. it turns out I have to write about all the things that I drive, uh, and then I, 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 I also write about other things beyond, mo- I'm 85% automotive, but then one of the reasons I went freelance is that I could do like just weird other stuff. And so there's some of that weird other stuff is catching up to me. They're like, hey, 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 buddy, where's those articles? Where's that profile on that dude? Where's you're that story you promised? Oh, my. If you want to get paid, we need some words. I know. If you want yep. to get paid, we need If you want the monies, you will write the words. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't drive anything. This I drove my BRZ around. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Mostly, I was at home putting uh, putting in. Uh, Do you have something on on tap to drive next week? Did you schedule anything for next uh, week? Next week, I'm going to go look at something I can't talk about, and oh. then um, I'm oh, I'm also going on vacation, so I'll probably <gasps> um, oh, I'll probably be driving a Chrysler uh, Pacifica or a what's the other one? The Chrysler um, Voyage. Voyager. Dodge Man. Voyager Chrysler. The, uh, no, uh, now they have a Chrysler Voyager no, now. Isn't it? It's, oh, it's basically right, just a decontented right. Pacifica. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, 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 that, that I'll probably be driving that because we're we're going on a little vacation and we like to take the dogs and we get, when we take the dog places we get a, we get a van. <laughs> so we Fair get a enough. minivan. They're, 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 if only you had that GMC mm-hmm. motorhome right now. I, mean, I know. I'm if we had the saying. GMC motorhome, we could fill it with dog hair and it would be perfect. And just <laughs> cruise it on up. We were like, oh, we could put them in the the Kona. I'm like, oh, that's too long. It's like a five-hour drive. It's yeah, too- no, yeah. that's not going to work. I've seen the your dogs. dogs. <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. So, yeah. So, yeah, next, and then maybe the week after I'll have some. Oh, I'm supposed to get a motorcycle at some point. There we go. Perfect. All right. Well, in that case, let's call it a show, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.